0: Hello guys, welcome back to Shot Podcast, this is Jack here, I am joined by Ashley Hayes. She is a business and marketing coach, social media guru, wedding photographer, wife and dog lover. She is most passionate about helping enthusiastic photographers break free from their creative ruts and is the founder of the creative mocktail club a juicy membership for creatives to quench your marketing thirst without the hangover thank you so much for joining us welcome thank, thank you for having me it's exciting pleasure we're just saying like i'm sitting here sweating in my office because my aircon's broken it's been quite a summer how is it in melbourne
1: it's been a mix. So it's like really cold and rainy one day and then immediately the next day it'll be like 40 degrees. So it's just classic, classic Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. You never I'm know usually, what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm usually there at this time of the year with the Australian Open, but I feel like it's been such a hectic year in 2022 that I was like I just need to be at home and have a little yes. break. How yeah. was your last year?
1: Yeah, the last last year, even the last 2 years because Melbourne has had like the longest mm lockdowns ever. So the last two years have been pretty chaotic. So this season and like the end of 2022 23 wedding season um and 2023 for me I wanted to have a really chill, calm home life. <laughs> yeah. Is it feeling like it's starting to
0: get back to normal in terms of bookings and postponements and all of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> nice. That must be good. A lot more calming. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, take us back, right back to how you kind of first got into photography. Mm. I always get a bit stumped on this question because it has been so long. And like, where do I begin? Because I feel like I don't have this like fun story, like a lot of people I've heard their stories. And Mm. I just feel like I'm the most mundane story ever. But um, I started photography like in high school. So 15 years ago, I picked up um, film. So I learned film first. Um, But I actually kind of found it a bit boring. It was too slow. The development process really annoyed me. So I moved into like art and um, actually did a bit of psychology and law. So I I didn't do photography for a while. Um, But then I literally like got into it from just seeing uh, I hired a photographer for my 21st and seeing her passion and drive and, you know, being in that creative field um, as a career, I was like, oh, I could do that on the side. Mm. Like I like, I'm, I was, um, studying psychology at uni, so I, yeah, just kind of, I just picked up a camera. I bought a camera, like a digital camera. learnt from YouTube. Shot a lot of, um, events and everything in auto for yep. a very long time. <laughs> Kid lenses in <laughs> auto. Yeah, that is how yeah. I started. Um, and then I kind of just fell into photography. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've already forgotten what the question was. <laughs> no, you answered it. <laughs> Tell you my great. whole life story. So it
0: wasn't like straight into weddings. It was like a bit of dabbling around and like everyone yeah. kind of does.
1: Yeah, it was very much like a hobby. Like it was just like mm. a side thing that got me some cash. Like probably for the first year I was doing like newborns, families, birthdays, events. I did some corporate gigs. Like I did a mm. whole bunch of random stuff. How oh, boring I headshots? Would... Oh, did I do headshots? I think that's one thing I never did. Oh gosh, you are one of the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I I'd never done like studio yeah. setups, like the the lights and the yeah. posed sitting on a chair stuff. Yeah. I feel like I've done everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> it was just like side money on the side and then yeah. yeah, with weddings, I um I think it was like a year or so in, I kind of kind of, you know, knew what I was doing, but it was still just like weekends cash on the side kind of thing and Mm. I remember um I can't remember which wedding was my first wedding because I did like a couple in the same time and they all kind of blend together after a little bit but I remember like putting a call out on Gumtree and um I don't even know if it like people listening to this do you know what Gumtree is I don't know if it's still (laughs) around but I call out on Gumtree and I specifically was wanting to like shadow professional photographers so the call out was targeted at photographers um and I remember just like saying like I just want to learn and observe like no pressure kind of thing and just see what a wedding is like because I had never been to a wedding before um and then a couple had reached out to me and it was the only people that responded to this call out and they were like oh yeah like come shadow like come and shoot our wedding um we'd love to have you and this whole time I thought there would be a professional there and I just remember. Yeah. I remember rocking up and being like, oh, cool. Like here I am just a little like point and shoot kind of camera set up and literally no knowledge of anything. And they're like, I just remember like the wedding party or someone saying the professional is here, like super excited. I'm looking around like, (laughs) yeah, where is this professional? Like (laughs) I'm ready to learn too. Where are they? And it was me. I was the professional. Um, Oh my gosh. Talk about being thrown in the deep end yeah literally yeah yeah um so there's nothing like shooting your first wedding not knowing anything um but yeah I did that and it's so funny because I just remember walking away being like this is for me for some reason I was just so drawn to all like weddings are chaotic but there's so much love and joy and just all of this happiness in one space and I just remember walking away being like that's what I want to do and Mm. I just started doing weddings and I kind of dropped all of the other things after a couple of years and here we are now.
0: Yeah. It's such a privilege I feel like being able to like that's how you get paid. You're at an environment where it's the happiest day of a lot of people's lives. It's like the emotion is so positive and enjoyable and like you're just walking around smiling the whole time because you can't help it. Like it's just – the best kind of environment to be in um i do like commercial and wedding on the commercial side it's just like kind of high stress you do get like some enjoyable times but it's just a completely different vibe and completely different expectations so there's something really beautiful about being in the wedding industry
1: yeah i feel like you just you're just surrounded by happiness endless happiness and everyone's yeah. happy to be there it's just yeah, you have a sore sore muscles on your face after yeah. the day. I think <laughs> I always do. Hey, it gets time yeah. for like
0: the speech or like when when it's time for like us to eat, and I just sit there and I'm like, oh, I get that feeling where you're trying to relax your mouth, but it's like twitching yes. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, love that. Um, so when you were first, um, you know, starting to get some consistent bookings with your weddings, um, did you have any limiting beliefs that were kind of holding you back in those early days?
1: Yeah, I think like I feel like growing up um, and all through high school I was always told like a, working in a creative field is not something that you can do you can't do that as a career there's no money as an artist kind of whatever that saying is I feel like that was a huge thing for me and so I like after high school pursued psychology and law and got a degree and was pursuing that as um, my career choice and all whilst having this like side hustle like a little side hustle of photography and when the weddings were picking up and I was literally shooting like every weekend sometimes two a week on repeat every week like for a whole year I was like surely I can do this and I think I still I feel like I still have that mindset now of like is this real life because for so long it's been drained in me that like you can't make money in a creative field. Well, you can. And if you have that passion and drive and just that go attitude and learn from your mistakes and all these things and just keep going at it, like I'm standing here full time six years, like there, there's so many people that have made a success from a creative field. And I think that's something that, yeah, was holding me back. But when you actually look at what you've, uh, when you actually look at, like, what you're achieving and what others are doing around you, like, it's just that drive and push to um, kind of overcome the naysayers, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah,
0: I I went to um, college in the States and I studied basically the equivalent of our pre-med um, mm-hmm. or pre-med, the equivalent of our, actually not even medicine here because I was going to come back and go into medicine here and I was, like, saving up for that And then I was like, nah, fuck this, and bought a camera instead. But like I, throughout school as well, while I was studying, I was taking photos of like the friends and um, like I played tennis as well. So I was taking photos with the team and all of that. And it was something I enjoyed so much. And I had, clearly I had some, you know, small amount of talent in it, but it never once occurred to me this could be a career path. It was always just something in the background. And it's so funny how... It's just you don't even consider it, even though you're doing it already. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice nowadays that with you know social media and so many people out there doing it for themselves, that there's a kind of a different stigma around it, which is really nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think like it's so funny because ten years ago, social media was only like Facebook, and I think MySpace was still around, and mm. now it's just this incredible space where you can be like surrounded by other people yeah. having incredible success stories as well. And it's a mm-hmm. great motivator if you are feeling any limiting beliefs as well.
0: Yeah, so true. Did you get to a point where you shifted between kind of that freelance feeling and that feeling of, okay, now I'm running a legitimate business?
1: I don't even know. I wish I had like a clear like, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> this was this the point. moment <laughs> I think like c- because like for me my whole life has been like working three jobs like this hustle and hustle and chaos I guess that like it just all of a sudden happened I've when I think about it like properly and sit down and process kind of like you know lay all of the information of your whole life story in front of you I I remember like when I finished uni and started working in psychology, I remember sitting in like this, like windowless cubicle, like psychology was very like black and white. Like Mm -hmm. there was no influence of the outside world and it was quite a, um, like small environment. There was not a lot going on. And I remember sitting there just being like, I want to be outside. I want to be just immersed in the happiness that is weddings and just, out there shooting and capturing other people's just happiness. And mm. I think for me, that was when I kind of my, it was like a mindset shift in a day where you go from just thinking like, Oh, this is just a side hustle. It's just a couple of extra dollars on the weekend or whatever to being like, it's not even about the money anymore. Mm. And that was where like, I don't know, it wasn't so much a shift from like freelance to business. Cause I only ever did stuff for myself. I've never shot for anyone else. Um, but I think that was my mindset shift from going from that hobby to holy shit! I can do this as a real thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh, amazing.
1: Um, did you ever work with a coach yourself? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm. Positive? I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm trying to think. What What have I done? Mm. Um. Yeah. I like. I always think like. I don't know that I don't know anyone that's ever gotten to where they are just purely off themselves, like figuring it out Mm -hmm. themselves with no influence of everyone else. Like I I feel like there's always like an influence from whether it's social media or, you know, the outside world. Um like teaching uh learning the camera settings and all that stuff was from YouTube and then just trial and error for a very long time. Um, but I did have I've I still work with them. I, I have attended like in-person workshops and stuff like that to learn different things about business and shooting and how weddings work and lots of different coaches and Mm -hmm. courses along the years, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you feel feel like that's, um, I mean, you're doing a bit of coaching now. Is that something you want to move more into or are you happy just doing a little bit here and there alongside the weddings?
1: Hmm. I know like I think I I definitely want to go full time into it at some point. Yeah. I feel like there's a point where you like your creativity is and, and kind of passion for excitement is drawn towards something else. And at the mm-hmm. moment, um like the last ten years have been weddings and now um like seeing the the excitement and the um results of people I am coaching, I always thought that was like my little side hustle aside mm-hmm. on the side of weddings during lockdowns and things like that, I got into coaching and now like seeing those people from two years ago, where they're at now, I am just like so inspired and just want to keep doing that. But I, as much as I want to say, like, I'll just be full-time coaching. I don't know where it will take me, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm along for the ride and I'm putting my heart and soul into it and just seeing where it goes.
0: I love that. There's like, you get consumed by something in such like a positive way and then out of nowhere, something else can just come along to kind of reinvigorate your motivation. I really love yeah. that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Tell me about the workshops you did. I remember during, because I found you during COVID and you started, I think Reels had just, had they just come out or something? I think they were yeah. quite new. Yeah. <laughs> and you were jumping on them and I was like, this girl's cool. <laughs> she knows her yeah. stuff. So that's how Ugh. I found you. Um. And then I saw you were doing workshops and stuff for other photographers. So tell me a bit about those, what that kind of entailed.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I still do reels. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I'm obsessed with reels. there's uh, a weird time in lockdowns, so and all you had yeah. was your phone, your phone, and your your brain, and that that um. Yeah, I remember those reels. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. The the in person workshops. I just think like, I think back to when I was starting and how hard it was to build a portfolio and build networks and and try and get out there more. um, It was really difficult. And I just like, I am so drawn to styling and creating new things and collaborating with people that rather than like me putting on these awesome shoots for myself and like the network that I have, I wanted to create like something where new photographers or established photographers could just come along and learn how I do things, but then also build their own networks and portfolio in the same space. So I just tried to, like, create this, like, one, one-off one day, um, had a go at it, and then it sold out in 10 minutes, and then mm-hmm. I got really good feedback and then just kept doing them, and I yeah. love it. It's so much fun.
0: Oh, I love I definitely would have been there if I was in Melbourne. Maybe
1: yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, one I did NUSA? do one- yeah, maybe. I did one in Perth. I flew over to Perth. That was oh, fun. Amazing. Yeah, so maybe. Just I've been be meaning Australia to make wide. it out
0: there. I've never been to Perth, but it looks so yeah. beautiful.
1: It's hot. like it's just Probably so far away. Probably as hot as Queensland.
0: Yeah. Classic. It's, it's hot,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so along this journey, have you had any, like, major setbacks or anything that you think you would have done differently up until this point?
1: Oh, yeah, like immediately I'm like yes (laughs) yes so many things let me let me pull out my my notes of all the things that I've done um yeah I've yes like I have made mistakes and ones that have cost me money ones that you know have made it difficult for me to progress sometimes but I also am at that mindset of like without these mistakes and without everything that I have been through in my life I wouldn't be who I am today and who stands in front of you so it's also a no. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a yes, but I also appreciate everything that I've gone through and how I have grown and was in like, you know, I'm influenced by everything around me, but like all of those things that have happened to me and how I dealt with them and then overcame them, I would not be who I am right now. Like I look back at myself as a teenager and then like a young adult, like early twenties and now I'm early thirties, like when I look at that, when I think of myself and see pictures of myself, I'm like, that's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. How crazy is this? That like, I was so introverted in high school, like would not film myself. Like there is no way I would have done reels five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, like even now I'm still quite anxious trying to film myself. That's why I do a lot of like voiceover, like lip syncing ones, less voiceovers, Mm -hmm. more lip syncing. Cause it's still such a, such a scary experience, but like my confidence now as a 30-year-old is so so different and without the things that i've been through in my business and in life like i wouldn't i wouldn't change it you know yeah such a good yeah. answer um well i would love to know um
0: have you worked a lot with second shooters or have you second shot a lot and because i haven't yeah and I'm so interested in like the customs and the courtesies and things like that the dynamic between two photographers and even like a videographer and other vendors um like leading up to the wedding day on the wedding day and after like do you have a few things that come to mind that are just massive do's or
1: don'ts hmm. so many things again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man no I think like like over the years when i first started cuz i kind of fell into weddings um i have only second shot maybe maybe 10 times in my whole career and that's like mm-hmm. 600 plus weddings so from yeah. a second shooter point of view i don't have a lot to say um but i know like what i expect if i do have a second shooter but again like that's also quite rare because i shoot as if it's just me always cuz i don't know like when you when you're hired for a job you want to I'm very controlling I like to know what I'm doing I like to know what I've shot I like to want like I want to know that the couple are getting um what they expect so I will always shoot it as if it's just me even if there is a second shooter um yeah like when when I work with videographers I always try to introduce myself beforehand I think that's really important to like build that rapport and kind of explain like if you haven't worked with them before what their process is like what their expectations are like um same if you're second shooting for someone, just kind of how can you best work with this person and how can you best serve the clients in collaboration yeah. with who you're shooting with? Um yeah, I always just I like when I hire second shooters, I'm pretty chill. I'm like, just don't be in my way. And you can yeah. do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Try and get yeah. extra candids, like whatever, um, like for anyone listening that's trying to be a second shooter, um, really just ask the photographer that you're working with what they want because like we're in a creative field. No two photographers are the same. We all have different processes. So it's like, what I like, I'm I don't have very high expectations for when I have second shooters. It's just like a, like a little extra, a couple of extra candidates mm. from the day. Um, but other photographers might need you for like one of the getting ready preparation coverages or something like that. So it's just like open communication is huge and remembering that you're there for, like the client and the person you're working with and and that should be like the focus.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's a situation for you.
1: Second shooter is hired.
0: (laughs) Second shooter comes to the wedding and finds out they have a mutual friend at the wedding. And so they're very like buddy, buddy now with the bride and groom and very chill. And after the wedding, they send bride and groom a few photos that they've taken and edited themselves
1: what do you do <laughs> it's like you were you there that's happened to me oh, I did. <laughs> oh man that's so funny oh yeah hmm I think like you know it's likely that this person might be newer and they're mm-hmm. just really excited so you have to I just think like give everyone the benefit of the, of the doubt like they're so excited like they're friends have made connections all that stuff like you do you whatever kind of thing I'm very much like whatever but Mm -hmm. I also I like for me I educated that photographer I just gave them like some advice and more so how I felt with the situation because like when it actually happened to me um (laughs) they sent it like that night like within like 12 hours or something I hadn't even done sneak peeks and I Mm -hmm. I was a bit like "Ooh, that's a little bit like hang on a minute (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah like I don't know It's funny because that's happened to me too
0: and I did the same thing. I was like, well, they actually, they asked me first before they sent, they uploaded one. No, they uploaded one in their own profile and I just said, Hey, like, so sorry, but I just haven't had a chance to send them yet. Do you mind just removing it? Like so happy for you to post anything after the couple have their images. Um, And that was fine. And then like a week later it was, um, do you mind if I send my imagery directly to the couple? um i just had to be like um i kind of do because it's not really the norm in the industry and um it's weddings are funny because they're very territorial um so like in almost any other booking situation i'd be like oh actually no that's a lie if i booked like a brand and someone else sent the brand the photos i'd be like that's not okay um I feel like that would be the worst yeah that would be like it's just hard to know when you don't know these customs but once you're told them you'd be like okay it makes sense yeah yeah there's just so many little things like this I had another one where um one of the videographers was standing behind the arbor the entire ceremony entire ceremony and I like tried to wave them over and they shook their head yeah. And yep, it's just, it's that. so tricky. It's so tricky. Yeah. But yeah, that's why it's great to chat beforehand because I, I've never had a problem working with a videographer. And so it was that one time where I was like, it'll be fine. Yeah. It always, it's always fine.
1: <laughs> and then it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those, like, you're learning from your experiences.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We love to learn. Yeah. It's, it's so different.
1: funny. I am um, sorry. I, okay. I, I feel like, you know, on that, just touching on that when people share, like the second shooter shares photos before you've gotten anything out, I think it's just, like, it's definitely in just excitement usually. Like, most mm. circumstances, like, everyone's just so excited as a second shooter. Like, you've got some cool content and you want to get it out there and show what you're able to do. But at the same time, like, in a way, as the primary photographer and the, the hired um, photographer for the job, like, Um there needs to be some kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say respect, but like Mm. appreciation that like you were given that opportunity to go to a a wedding and shoot the content and Mm -hmm. um shoot the day. And at the end of the day, like the second shoot is hired by the primary photographer. So in a way the ownership of copyright or whatever kind of transfers, we definitely don't need to get into that, I guess. But like there's such this like, the behind the scenes of it all is so much more intense than, Very intricate. than it needs to be. And I feel like so many photographers are so chill, it's just like, yeah, just like that's all good, but um, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it <is fun. laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
0: oh man. Oh gosh. Um, well, do you why don't you tell me a bit about the creative mocktail club?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like that was like, so that's my first online course, um, that I, it's like my little baby. I'm so excited about it. Um, I have been developing like, you know, this course and the ideas I've been, I've got all these ideas in my head of where I want to take this course and I'm so excited about it. But, um, mainly like the idea initially was teach marketing skills to photographers because, I can teach you settings, I can teach you composition, but at the end of the day, we're all creative. So we're all going to have our own kind of style. Um, Mm. So I didn't want to create a course that you can learn yourself. I really wanted to create something where like if you're struggling to get inquiries or, you know, you're ready to take your business to like a totally new style of weddings or something like that. I've done that so many times in my career, like literally I reckon yearly, I changed my marketing up. I attracted different types of weddings. I rebranded like every year. So for me, I'm like all of my achievements have come from like the backbone of marketing. So um, yeah, it's like a little baby of what's in my brain and the last 10 years of, of mixing it up and doing different things and put it together and I've currently got 30 students beta testing the program and we're working together to grow that and develop it into like a current 2023 um, modernized like tactics and relevant tactics because back in 2013, Facebook groups were where it was at. Mm -hmm. But not now. So definitely not going to teach that strategy. (laughs) So it's been really, really good, like just feeding off other photographers too. And they're all at different levels, which is really awesome as well. And we're just, yeah, working together and developing this course to make sense for um, photographers trying to grow in, like, today's age, which is so cool.
0: That is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I feel like I need
1: that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I need it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so what's,
0: what's like, your ideal client now?
1: For photography? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I never know like it's it's one of those things where like I teach like how to find like how to identify your ideal client and who you're talking to but for me like I just want to work with couples who are really passionate about like the day itself and the the meaning behind a wedding so rather than like putting on a show and a big event like it's really about just connecting with couples who just want to enjoy the day and celebrate their love and get some really cool pictures out of it. Um, mm. Yeah, like I've got a f- huge addiction to styling. So anyone that's got style, like that's kind of what I I try to portray that through in the images that I share of like beautiful flowers or an arbor or something like that, table settings. But that's just like a little added bonus. But for me, I'm like I'm kind of past the, ironically, style and show of a wedding and really just want to work with couples who value photography and want to look back at these images in 20, 30 years time and feel connected to them. That's mm-hmm. who I want to work with. Um it's so it's so like it's so strange saying it out loud because I earlier today I had a meeting with a couple, like a new couple for 2024 and they were saying like we want an album. We just we cannot wait to look back and share these photos because um like with family and stuff because that's what like um one of the partners mums mm-hmm. does that. And she's been doing that with her family for years, like decades and um, from the 80s. So like, that's like, you know, 40 odd years of this album being passed around and hearing that story, like I'm getting chills talking about it now because it's like, that's what we do. And that's what we gift. We give the gift of memories and stories. And so I want to work with couples who value that. I don't want to just deliver a USB and be done with it. Like I'm, I'm so past that. So that's kind of, my mindset of, of yeah. photography clients, yeah, it's
0: so it's so true. It's more about their attitude and their approach to it rather than um, on paper, like demographic or like what their wedding yeah. looked like. It's so yeah, it's so so true. I found that out the hard way after a few yes. yeah uh, interesting weddings. But everyone's gonna go through that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. tell us about your wedding, my wedding. <laughs> yeah,
0: your oh, surprise man. wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, my surprise wedding. I didn't think we were going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. It's my own surprise. Um, <laughs> mm, <laughs> thank you. Um, I like surprising other people. I don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, where do I even begin? Like, hmm. It's such a funny thing because, like, when, when I first started shooting weddings, like, I wasn't married yet, obviously. So sitting in meetings, people were like, Oh, when's your wedding? What would you do? What would you do if your wedding was like coming up or whatever? And I always said, I want to do a surprise reveal at my 30th. And for some reason, like, and I was like 22, like, I never thought I'd get married anyway, but there was definitely not like a pre-planned thing of, it was always going to be at my 30th, but, but I always just wanted it to be like, no frills like we don't have the big families we don't have the traditions or anything like that like we're so chill I was like I don't need a big show but then when we decided to get married so we decided to get married two months before we did um it was just like this random like no proposal story like we weren't even engaged it was just like (laughs) we're like almost eight years into our relationship just like oh do you want to get married before? Like I was like, do you want to get married on our th- on my 30th? Like I've had this dream and I kind of kept throwing it at Joel like every couple of months um, for 18 months in the lead up. So there was an 18-month build-up <laughs> of like subtle hints to him and he was always like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing at a time, we bought a house instead and all this stuff. And then, yeah, like <sighs> – You'll probably regret asking me about the wedding because no, I'm just, like. No, not so at excited. all. I love it. I can tell you everything. I'm so excited. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> it's like a roller coaster because like you can't share anything. Like when it is a secret, you cannot share anything with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like pretty terrible at secrets because like you know, getting married is pretty exciting, especially yeah. when you're in the industry talking to other people about their weddings. Um, but yeah, so one night it was two months out. It was the night of one of my workshops um, before leaving. It was I did like a retreat back in Feb and um, I just said to Joel, like, I've only got two months before the wedding. Like, I need to know, I'm sorry, before the party, <laughs> before the party, do you want to get married on my birthday? Because I need to lock suppliers in. Like, we don't have long. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your last chance. The last time I'm going to ask you. And he just said to me, I will marry you before your birthday. Like on a different day, I will marry you today. Like whatever you want to do, but just not at at the birthday. So then the extravagant seven-person wedding began. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, that night, like it was about midnight. I messaged my, you know, photographer, videographer, um, celebrant, and florist. They were the four people that over the years, I always knew I wanted them to shoot Mm -hmm. my wedding. Um, And I just said, Joel said this, it's happening. This is not a joke. Like this is happening. (laughs) What's your availability like in May? And it was just this chaotic, like, yeah, May last year, 2022, like peak uh, postponement season. Like it was probably the busiest seasons for everyone, uh, myself included. So trying to plan a wedding and with suppliers who were like burnt out already, like it was just chaos, but we got it. I went over the top. I was just like give me everything and anything, no one's coming, so we'll make a big show about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things, like we didn't have people there, but we like I splurged on styling and I was like, I just want this day to be like an explosion of my personality and mm-hmm. we just went the most colourful, eccentric day ever um, and amazing. then announced it. Yeah, then announced it on my 30th and yeah, went viral on TikTok with the announcement video yeah. and now I'm famous. <laughs> How good's the video too? I was like crying <laughs> watching it. So oh, good. Yeah, you should have seen me. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And I the just, outfits and I everything just wish I it was could just like
0: it. so ah, so it's like the goals. I Everyone honestly wants that.
1: Yeah, props off honestly to any couple trying to plan their wedding because, and it, like any creative person trying to like decide on things for the wedding, it is hard. And I had mm-hmm. like on the wedding day. I had technically three outfits, but it looked like four because my dress could turn into a mini dress, so I just ripped okay. off the skirt. But one of those outfits was getting ready outfits, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and I was like, <laughs> I, "You just have to have everything. It's just yeah. one. It's it, one, one is not day. enough anymore. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really have you ever life?
0: had any um, any brides do the hair chop in between?
1: No. I had one no. that was considering it and then
0: she didn't. And I was like, ah. Ah. Oh,
1: there's so many cool things that I see on TikTok mm. and like on Instagram now. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Oh gosh. So well, cool
0: that's thank you for that story. I know I didn't yeah. I didn't tell you about that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I had to mention it. Um, do you have any like big goals for this year or further down the line with your work, with your coaching, I, yeah, anything? Yeah.
1: I do. I feel like I have en- like an endless gis- a list of goals that I will never achieve, but like they're always there underlying. But um, for me, I feel like my immediate goals is to like get this um, marketing course finished and um, ready to to share with everyone and get that out there. Um, my other goals are like to try and pimp myself out online a bit more and build mm-hmm. that like build my reach beyond just Australia I feel like I'm very much known in the Australian market but I want to just kind of give it a go and really break that comfort zone of you know Australian market and I'm good I want to try and really push myself a little bit more this year and get out there um yeah I have so many like course ideas and in-person workshops that I want to do I'm just honestly like endless ideas I don't even know (laughs) It's so exciting though,
0: like as a creative, you, I get like 10 ideas a day and I have to like slow myself down, Yeah. but it's such like a positive way to live and work when you're constantly inspired. And I'm yeah. sure a lot of photographers get to the point where they're just like flatlined and don't feel that passion anymore. So it's so yeah. great to like see people who have that passion and excitement. And I'm just so excited for what you do this year, next year. You yeah, know, all the way into the future.
1: Oh, it's it's such a f- surreal thing, but I just try to let that, like like you're going to have days where you're in creative ruts and you just lay on the couch like, why am I doing this? And then there's mm-hmm. other days where you're like, let's go. Yeah. And there's just this mammoth like whiteboard full of ideas and just a brain dump. And one day I will hopefully achieve them all. But <laughs> in that time I also come up with 80 other ideas as well. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can like keep looking out for this creative mocktail club and all the yeah.
1: rest. Um, on socials, I am at, as, at, wow, I can't even say my name. <laughs> I am at uh, at Ashley Hayes and at Ashley Hayes Photography for my photography work. Um, and then my website is ashleyhayes.com and I share a lot of, my um courses and workshops and all that stuff on my email list so if you want to learn more about what i do and when the up and coming um releases will be the email list is where to go
0: amazing well i'll link everything you just mentioned in the description as well um go give her a follow support the reels guys and the tiktoks you're on tiktok
1: yeah yeah i'm trying i'm trying (laughs) it's fun but it's hard It's like the worst part. It's it's so different to Instagram, but that's a whole other podcast. so different. Yeah. Yeah. So different. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm trying. Yeah. Well, we'll, I'll support you. Give you that that little heart. (laughs) We've got each other. We've got each other.
0: Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. We'll chat to you again, hopefully, sometime soon.
1: Perfect. Thank you.